0: Welcome to McChesney Unchained, episode 130, coming to you uh, from thednvr.com. Make sure you check out everything at DNVR. Uh, it's, it's pretty special. The bar and studio off Colfax is pretty kick-ass. They got a full docket of, of games uh, this week down at the bar with the Az and the Nuggets and the Rams and the Buffs and the Broncos and so much more. So make sure you get down there and watch all your uh, Colorado Teams down there at DNBR off of Colfax. Um, like always, uh, ep- uh, episode 130 of McChesney Unchained is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. Uh, NFL fans, if you're hungry for a bin- big win this weekend, DraftKings Sportsbook, the oso- official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game. If they do, you will win $250 in free bets. That's winner, winner, chicken dinner shit right there. It's that simple. So DraftKings Sportsbook customers, you can also get skin in the game with the new same game uh, parlays. Uh, Those parlays have been good to me last year and and again at the beginning of this year. You can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR and bet just $5 on any NFL game to win their game and win $250 in free bets this weekend. If they win, you win. The promo code again is DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 if you do. And we roll here on episode 130 of McChesney Unchained. And a little bit here on the show, we're going to have a three-time Super Bowl champion and my ex-teammate Lonnie Paxton on the show. Uh, one of the best long snappers in the history of football um, was on those uh, four Super Bowl teams for the, the Patriots was on the team that also lost to the Giants when they're un, undefeated season and played a couple of years here at the end of his career at the Broncos. Uh, when McDaniels came in, they signed him and they brought him in to solidify the special teams unit. So he was, out there snapping to, to Matt Prater. So excited to have Lonnie on to talk about all things NFL uh, and his kind humans movement. So we'll be talking about all that as we go. He'll be joining us here in about 10 minutes, but I wanted to get uh, some things done right off the bat here before we move forward here on McChesney Unchained episode 130. Uh, I will be on DNBR Buffs this afternoon with my man, Henry, and we'll talk about the Buffs and the offensive line coach getting canned and that transition and So much more after just an absolute abysmal performance in in Berkeley last week against Cal. I don't even really know what to say about it anymore. Uh, But trust me, we'll have a lot to discuss this afternoon. Um, The college football theme, you know, there are no ranked matchups this weekend. uh, But still, you know, there were good games all over the country. Um, Illinois went to Penn State. And in nine overtimes, they ended up beating the Nittany Lions with only 38 yards passing. Just Brett Bielen went in there and just lined up in you know, 12, 13, 22, 23 personnel and just I'm absolutely just split the Nittany Lions uh, you know, head to the white meat down there in Happy Valley, uh, just running the ball, controlling the time of possession on the clock, and they ended up winning the game. I do not like the new overtime rule. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, just, just a couple of two-point plays the entire time i was just start at 25 and play football it's supposed to limit the time it takes and if we went nine overtimes it took forever to get through the game so that on top of the other dumbass rules in college football that that's in the top three of the dumbest rules in college football right behind kicking out kids for playing hard and targeting so if you tackle somebody too hard you get kicked out in college football these days which is also absolutely fucking ridiculous so look man uh, college football is fun. I love watching it, but the, some of the rules make it really, really hard to understand how, why they do some of the things they do. The new overtime rule is one of those circumstances where I think they're overthinking the shit out of this. I like the college overtime. Both teams get a chance from the 25. I dig it. Um, if you don't want somebody to score, stop them. A two-point play pretty much an, eliminates any ability to run the football as well, so it's – I don't know I don't like it although I know Illinois does so a huge huge win uh and have to tip my cap to my man Ryan Walters who I played with at CU and is now the defensive coordinator for the Illini and he had his plan to stop the Nittany Lions and Crawford the quarterback coming back to Penn State definitely worked they absolutely destroyed Penn State offensively so you know that is what it is um Cincinnati struggled with Navy in a, in a boring game on the road, only winning by seven. Oklahoma really struggled with Kansas. They were down 10-0 at halftime. It's, look, college football, there's a lot of parity. Uh, but sometimes 18-, 19-, 20-year-old kids don't come to play the way they are, the way they should. They're not professional. So it's a good learning experience for some of these teams uh, as they move in to the rest of the college football season. Uh, Air Force and CSU both lost. Air Force – went toe-to-toe with San Diego State down in Colorado Springs, and that was a good game that they could have won. uh, San Diego State's pretty damn good. And then CSU just Friday night just inexplicably with the running the field goal team on and running them off and not stopping the clock. They had an absolute golden opportunity to win that football game and totally screwed that up. Uh, And uh, apparently they worked on it a lot, but, you know, the players just ran on the field. So I I don't know whose fault that is, but it's definitely somebody. So – that that doesn't bode well to say the least so it was a pretty rough week Uh, last week for all the colorado football teams the broncos thursday night started off the shit show csu continued it friday and saturday the bus went and crapped all over themselves in berkeley and then air force topped it off saturday night so a, a really really shitty weekend for the state of colorado as a whole um the world series starts tonight okay the braves and the astros and you know the Astros are probably the most hated team in baseball. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I love playoff baseball. I think it's a completely different game. They actually steal bases and you know the the, the squeezes and the the bunting and the you know it's just the trying to get men on and runners in scoring position. They'll pull out all the stops, which they don't really do in the, in the regular season you know, the Braves and, and they haven't been to the world series since 99. So it's a a 21 year turnaround for them. And then the Astros and them cheating their asses off and still being good enough to get here without cheating. Uh, We'll see what happens in that seven game set, but I personally think the Astros win that and I'll be watching this evening uh, to see if they can pull that out. So uh, we'll see how that goes, but it's always, always fun to watch the world series. Assuming that you can stand baseball. Um, so, like I said, Lonnie Pax is going to be our guest here um, at Chesney Unchained, episode 130. He'll be joining us here shortly. Uh, before he comes on, <laughs> the the Jackson Mahomes thing. If You don't know who Jackson Mahomes is, okay? Jackson Mahomes is, is uh, Pat Mahomes' brother. And for some reason, Jackson Mahomes thinks he's really, really cool and... He's like dumping drinks and shit on people when Pat throws a couple interceptions at home and gets beat by Buffalo. And then yesterday down at Tampa, somehow this absolute mental cripple uh, is on the field with a field pass, like coned off, like he's fucking special, doing TikTok dances and shit. And I, I think it is, it is such a bad look for Pat Mahomes. His brother, Jackson, isn't is, an, is the, a complete, and I mean, a complete loser, man. This is so stupid. I think the whole TikTok shit is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, no one, if, if any of my buddies that we we're walking around downtown and everybody's like, hey, take this. Fucking camera phone of mine, and record me dancing real quick so I can put it online. i be like, man, go fuck you! What is this dancing with the stars in the street? No, so I, not everybody gives a shit about your dances and your monologues and everything else. The TikTok has morphed into Instagram, which drives me nuts because I have to actually watch these people and their dumbass videos. But the, this guy is just the like he's at the press. He's the Mount Everest of idiots that are on TikTok uh, out here dancing the fuck around like. There's something to dance about. Doug, you're not Pat Mahomes. You're his brother. No one gives a shit about you. You're just some chump riding your brother's coat coattails. So you're the ultimate leech. Um, and not only that, like, it, you know, his daddy played in the NFL or in the Major League Baseball for a long time. It, have a little bit of, like, couth here, bro. I mean, the game is not about you. The fact that you're on social media doing all this shit every single week and people are talking about you as much as they're talking about Pat, that's not a good thing you're, you're be be seen not hurt like people do not want anything to do with your ass and I don't blame them I mean not only are you dumping stuff on people out of the out of your box at the Kansas City game when Buffalo's running them and you're acting like that's not a fucking big deal okay it, the the dancing on the sideline in Tampa first of all Tampa Bay why did you give this chump a sideline pass or not even, he wasn't in Tampa, Tennessee, excuse me, not in Tampa, in Tennessee. Sorry, I got mixed up. But still, Tennessee, why'd you give this chump a sideline pass? It really bothers me, dude. Like, it's not about you, Pat. Take your happy ass and dance off the stage or go on Dance with the Stars or some shit. But this is, it's, I think it's a terrible look for Pat Mahomes. And I'm so sick and tired of this fucking guy. I, I was, I hope to God that he's on the sideline one day doing one of his stupid ass TikTok dances in the middle of the game. And the, the play runs out of bounds and just cleans Jackson Mahomes off the fucking turf, dog. Like, de-cleats him out of his goddamn $500 Yeezy trash-ass shoes. Because, you you know, he's covered head-to-toe in designer shit. So, I, look, I know I'm ranting on this, but I, I can't help it. It really, really fucking bothers me and pisses me off. So. I guess we'll see how that goes. Uh, If somebody could take care of him on the sideline, that sure would be great. Uh, This is episode 130, McChesney Unchained, coming to you uh, from thednbr.com. My boy Lonnie Paxton is going to join us right now on the show to talk about all things football. Uh, Lonnie is a three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, uh, and then he played in a fourth with them when they when they unfortunately lost to the Giants in the undefeated season. Signed a, a free agent contract with the Denver Broncos here when McDaniels came into town, uh, and <clears throat> now is retired, looking good, feeling good, smelling good, uh, and uh, well, hopefully smelling good. Never know, and 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 doing doing anything and everything he can to to help uh people be kind and move forward he's got his kind humans movement uh hat on right now Uh, so we'll be talking about that a little bit here but man Lonnie Paxton joins us right now on episode 130 of McChesney Unchained LP what is going on my friend what's up my brother how you doing I'm okay bro it's been a long time since we spoke and it's great to have you on the show how's life out there in sunny California
1: it's great you know we got a little rain yesterday everyone was all cuddled up and and you know down in the dumps and we're back to 75 and and uh sunny so things are looking up. Yeah, things are looking up. You know, I got a full day ahead of me, four kids in school. So uh things are good.
0: Amen, bro. That's the that's the best <laughs> way to be. All right, LP. Uh first and foremost, tell everybody about the kind humans movement before we get into this. You got your hat on, you know, you've got your you got your van that you drive around, your kids are always decked out in it. Talk about, you know, just the the overall
1: uh feel behind that. So, um, so, yeah, so Kind Humans Movement was started by number four employee at GoPro, Justin Wilkenfeld, him and his wife. Um, I ended up getting released by GoPro during the whole rift last year um, as, you know, companies were reducing a ton of OPEX and stuff. And so I got hit with the layoff um, as 400 other people did that day. But um, spent a little time, you know, uh, evaluating my situation, my network, my contacts, and um, Justin uh, his name's Justin Wilkenfeld he had started this he the we, GoPro hit the IPO he left and uh, took a little sabbatical and came back and was finding that there was a lot of things out in the world that were um, you know just damaging our kids future and he has two young girls and and then he was you know they were shopping for them and, and one of them had really bad allergies to certain foods. so the mom uh, Susie started investigating the ingredients and where this comes from and all the, uh, the the things that are you know put into food that we don't know about these days and so with his kind of love for giving back and and love for you know uh, a kind of doing good to yourself, the earth, and and you know sourcing commerce sustainably, uh, that with kind of the health side from his wife, they started Kind Humans, and so it's a it's a sustainable. <clears throat> it's like an Amazon for good is the easiest way to explain it. So Amazon, you go and shop and pay, and it shows up. You don't even think about where it comes from because it's got there so fast, and you're happy. Where kind humans kind of vets the products that are on their site. You can, you know, every time you shop there, there's a little give back. And, and then we, you know, throughout this process, we still tell stories of people doing amazing things, uh, making great products for, for you and, and your children's future. And it's just fun to, uh, you know, it's fun. The message kindness, pass it on or kindness always wins. We have a ton of messages of kindness and, and I wrapped the van in it just as a, as a thank you. to like giving me this foundation to teach my kids, you know, uh, how to kind of treat people better and it's been just amazing
0: and i I love everything you do with that it's even rubbed off on me and i've been told that i'm mean every now and then so so i've been been trying to be nice and shit uh uh, yeah i I guarantee you your your movement is definitely helping me out with that uh quite a bit so let's get into this brother uh it's great to have you on the show lp um we're just going to go straight into to the National Football League and, and so much more. Um, first of all, I was just talking about Jackson Mahomes. Yep. <laughs> and the TikTok dancing. Yeah. Look, you're old school like me. I don't see you on TikTok dancing and shit. Like, I, I would probably go on and do the truffle shuffle, but I don't, no one wants to see that. Um, what Am I over-evaluating this? Do I just need to be nice to Jackson Mahomes? Because I want somebody to deplete his
1: ass. Yeah, no, he definitely, I would say there's a little bit of, uh, you know, he deserves a little something. I don't know what it is. Um, there's definitely like, a, you know, the riding that the, you know, the, the tailwind of his bro and, exactly. you know, having, having the cameras on you. And, you know, we come from this kind of obviously we're offensive linemen. I snapped in the league, but I played a line and you played D line. So you kind of, you, you never had this way about you of soaking up, the media's attention or something. At at <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, although you are in the media now, it's it's just a different way. But back True. then it's not, it's not always kind of uh, you know, especially if you didn't make the actual play yourself, you shouldn't be dancing on social media celebrating the play that you just didn't make. So for me. Um, I would uh I would prefer that, you know, your family kind of stay silent, you know, shut the fuck up basically and let your play on the field do the talking and let the media dig and dig and dig but don't give them anything. You know, that's uh they're they're never going to take it in a positive direction if some if you slip up somehow some way. So, um, you know, social media to me is should be used for for good and maybe, you know, promoting something that you like and things but not just, you know, all the the attention on you, little little dance, little dance off here. Yeah, and the TikTok thing. I just, game. I just don't get it. I just don't. Well, get
0: it. like think about this. Like Mahomes and and the Chiefs are, are struggling obviously, and they got boat raced by Tennessee. And the week before, they were laughing about the terrible passes and the you know the interceptions, and everybody's in the in the film room giggling about it and shit. That, that if I look, if I'm playing defense against the Chiefs and I get a chance to hit Mahomes, first thing I'm saying to him is, "Does your Does your wife like it when your brother dances on TikTok with her? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying, like that? And you know, guys are using that shit as ammo. Oh so yeah, it's just one more thing he's got to worry about, and he shouldn't need to. I mean, that as Mahomes' brother is not Pat, you're Jackson, not Pat. So right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get off of that. But I wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, yeah. All right, so your boy Tom Brady, and you you played with New England for a very long time, won three Super Bowl rings with that man, threw 600 and 601, 600, 600 passing touchdowns in the National Football League. Um, What can we say about him that hasn't already been – I mean, I'm blown the fuck away on how this guy continues to do this at the level he does it at. Week in, week out, he elevates everybody's game so high to match him. I mean, it just give me your thoughts on 600 and 601 with old TB.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it couldn't happen to a better person. He's he is, you know, the consummate teammate, um, someone everyone looks up to. I mean, I, I, I got a chance to see him as a rookie. We came in in two thousand together and literally met each other, you know, on the on the on the connecting flight in like Minneapolis or something. And so, you know, having a chance to see this kind of process of nothing to everything, you know, and everywhere in between um, has been, has been fun. His family's great. He's got a great support system. He does things the right way. He's, you know, he's getting a little looser in the media now because it's, you know, obviously that's, he's building a little post career brands. That isn't just this, you know, meathead athlete. He's got, he's got interests in cryptocurrency and real estate and watches and all these things. So um, yeah, I mean, he is someone, I mean, you said it, that makes everyone around around them elevate. So he did that in New England for a long, long time. And everyone who came through that building and left kind of saw that, saw Belichick, saw the way that, that the team was kind of handled from a player's perspective, being Tom and his teammates, to the coach's perspective and the ownership's perspective. So, you know, when they leave or he goes somewhere else and now has to, uh, you know, bring this kind of mantra to a whole new organization, it's such a, a – rather than coming into the Patriots one or two guys at a time and leaving, now he gets to do this to entire fan base and entire, you know, system. And so it's been really cool to see because we saw it forever, but it was only if he got in the building, you got to actually see it, you know, or now he's in this entire new building. So it's really cool. My man, Ryan Jensen plays for
0: uh, Tampa and and is the center. I love watching that kid. He's so fun to watch, man. He got another, Personal foul, like against him the other day. Like all he's got to do is antagonize a little bit, and the defensive linemen are throwing punches and cursing, and that's free fifteen yards for Tampa. And he does it pretty much every week. But I was talking to to Red about just Tom Brady and what he brings to the table, and he's like, Tom's a, an oil guy. He gets along with everybody. He talks to the practice squad kids. He's as much as he does to Mike Evans and Antonio Brown. He want he's interested in everybody. He wants to know their stories, and that. That resonates with me a ton. Like, I, I love good veterans. And was that just because of the the younger years being in New England, surrounded by guys like... Teddy and Drew and Junior Seau and guys like that when he was younger in his career I know that he was like eight or nine years in but he's played for 22 years so you, yeah. you get my point he's just been around so many good dudes in his career that he just can't help it because you and I and I both know that there's a lot of ego in that league and it just seems like he doesn't have any of it and it makes me really really enjoy watching 12.
1: Yeah I mean you know everyone has a little personal ego inside them where whether that it outside or not, you know, that's, that's up to them. And he does a really good job of keeping all his, you know, his, his, his ups and downs, you know, inside of him and spreading the love to his teammates. But, you know, when we got in there, you did have these veterans, you know, Ty Laws and Brewskis and um, Willie McGinnis and Mike Vrabel and Larry Izzo and these guys that, you know, he didn't have to speak up and be that vocal guy because all those other guys were doing it at their specific positions. And I think really learned to, to watch them and the way they were doing it and the way kind of everyone knew each other in that locker room and, and, you know, being the leader of the team leader of the organization uh, he really embraces it now to, to kind of pass off what he's known and, you know, see that, that kind of, you know, after he leaves the league have that kind of ripple effect of guys who got to kind of experience playing with them or experience playing, you know, near him. Um, So it's really fun to watch i got to touch tom once it was incredible
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man 12 is special so moving on here the the great lonnie paxton joining us here on episode 130 of mcchesney unchained dnbr.com uh lp did you watch the lions and the rams on sunday did you get a chance to see any of that game
1: i tried i watched some of it Um, did you at
0: least hear what dan campbell was doing
1: well, Faking so I have everything saw, dog yeah so so the first couple minutes of the game i was really impressed with the the uh the onside kick the fake punt just fake like punt, pulled it all out
0: fake field goals everything everything's on the table and it kept his team in the game the rams the rams got beat on two fake punts uh, mcveigh was not really worried about the first one he was steaming about the second one yeah. as as a consummate special teamer you know you you you've been around so many guys in, in that arena from coaches to players how much did you love seeing that kind of stuff number one and then number two if you're the the broncos and and you had your you had quite a few good snaps here with denver why doesn't denver pull out all the stops like that are they just scared or is dan campbell just the the one guy
1: in the nfl that's like bite some kneecaps and take some field goals well he was a beast of a player that guy and he played a lot of he played a lot of special teams and he was one of those guys who probably was 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 you know uh egging the the special teams coach on every week like let's do this let's do this let's do that yeah yeah like um so now he's got his chance and i I love seeing that because you know there every week there's something in it just you never gets used because for one reason or the other and you know whether it's the special teams coach not having enough pull to the head coach or not a good situation you know or or weather, whatever it may be. And so, you know, when I was in New England, we had a few of these things. They were, they were more kind of field goal based. The fake punts were a little tougher. Um, you know, because you got to rely on your punter to throw it or your fullback. I mean, Larry Ezo, he he can't throw for shit. So he's uh, you know, he was our fullback and um the punter had a gun, but he was a little he was a little wacky. So he didn't know if he was going to hit it or just like try and throw it 50 yards deep. So um but Jeff uh, – Josh Rogers um, – Jeff Rogers in Denver when we were playing, he was a little bit more edge, and especially with Coach Fox and stuff, he kind of had this this thing about him where, you know, they were always in the mix. We practiced them every week. Um, and then when you get a chance to do it in practice, if you don't do it right, it's out, you know. So yeah. maybe some of these guys screw it up when the, when the pressure's on at the end of the practice. So I love seeing it, and Dan Campbell was a was a beast of a player. So, you know, might as well. I mean, you got – Got nothing to lose, right? You're playing. You're playing the Rams. You're you're winless, and they just opened
0: up this. Like, man, Detroit really has nothing to lose. People better prepare for the Lions in every facet, or they're going to look stupid because Dan Campbell damn sure is preparing. He just doesn't have the players. Um, I, I just wanted to get your opinion on that. I really loved it. I thought it. You know, he let his nuts hang the entire game, and they damn near won the contest. If not for Jalen Ramsey uh, and that incredible pick he had in the end zone i I think that they would have had an opportunity to win that football game all right so moving on here uh the broncos lost thursday night to the browns 17 14 you know the nfl season is playing out Kind of as people expected, the NFC, you you knew the teams that were going to be good the, before the season started. It seems like, with the exception of Arizona, who's kind of came out of nowhere and undefeated, that the NFC is playing out the way it should. Kansas City's 3-4 and four, and looking like they may not make the playoffs if they don't turn it around. But as an ex-Bronco, we were there together. It, wh- why do you think it's taking so long for Denver to figure out how to win consistently without Peyton Manning?
1: Uh, I mean, that's an age-old question. Just right the right. answer? Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, you know, before Peyton got there, you know, we had a lot of games that were determined by one or two plays, you know, when Kyle Orton was there. I mean, Tebow was a little bit of an anomaly because of the the, the, the crazy media around it. And, you know, the, the defense really kept us in all those games. Um, and then you bring Peyton in and it's, very similar to the Tampa situation. Like we might've been on the verge with, with Kyle or Tebow or these guys that gave us somewhat of a chance to stay in. it. I mean, we didn't get blown out all the time we were in. I mean, we were six and old my first year yep. until uh, until bye week. And then we were two and eight the rest of the year. Why? Yeah. I don't like, yes. no one knows why. Um, <laughs> and so it's, it's being able to make those crucial plays in those big situations. I mean, football for all the plays and all the situations you have, sometimes it comes down to one or two and the good teams make them the bad teams don't and whether it's a penalty you know an offsides whether it's a holding whether it's um, you know uh, it could be anything a personal foul like like big red draws on guys like if if one or two of those things they're not in the, they're not really in the stat sheet but as a fan or a coach or someone who knows the game <clears throat> you're looking at that like and you know you just see the wins lost you see the interviews afterwards and you don't really remember the penalty you had on third down that would have given you the ball back to actually go back and potentially score so Um, For whatever reason, they're not making those um, or haven't. uh, But, you know, they got a good team right now. They just got to, again, make those crucial plays. I do believe they have a
0: good team. I like their roster. Uh, I'm going to go full circle here. You know, we both played for McDaniels here when he was in Denver. I think he's an unbelievably good offensive coordinator and unbelievable mind offensively. Do, do you think his second time around when he does end up taking over for Bell in new England, which I think he's just waiting around for that to happen eventually. Um, do, do you think he'll have a lot of success the second time around? Cause he's developing the shit out of Mac Jones right now. He yeah. looks real good.
1: He looks real good. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I would hope so. I mean, he's been in the system so dang long knows the ownership knows the, you know, everyone, I mean, the video guys on down to the the training room guys, He. um, going to a new system, having all the media attention around you, trying to pull what you believe is the right thing to do into a new city like Denver or, 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 you know, whatever. I know you went to the Rams for a little bit, not as a head coach, but those types of things, it's tricky. It's got to be tough to have, have this Belichick Brady kind of aura and you have to bring it into a new city and make everyone believe that you're the next great thing. Do players believe into it? Maybe, maybe not. We did when we were six and oh, and then it started tapering off. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that having that as a learning experience for him and um, being able to, you know, like, draw from some of these new rookies. I mean, the running back there is amazing. Mac Jones is amazing. Some of their defensive uh, backs and DNs are, are, I mean, I think they got a lot of Uh, tools there, um, whether they can put it together after Bill leaves and and hopefully Josh is the guy because I'd like to keep going back to games and actually know somebody (laughs) would be be good.
0: Hey, so like I said, Tennessee hammered uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati went to Baltimore and destroyed them as well. Give me your thoughts on Derrick Henry. Do you think he can go for 2,000 again because he's on pace for another 2,000-yard season? And then just quickly on Cincinnati, Burrow and Chase in college tore people up, and they could potentially be doing it now for 10 years plus in Cincinnati. Do you think those two teams are real in the AFC? Because Buffalo's there. After that, there's a. a I think there's it's just wide-ass open for the rest of the teams to go out there and take.
1: I would say so. I mean, I would say – Tennessee probably has the best opportunity um, with with knowing the running game, knowing Mike Vrabel and his the way he coaches guys. And I played ten years with that guy. And, yep. Um, I actually just saw him a few weeks before the season. We were in the, the Bahamas for Welker's fortieth, and I mean he couldn't wait to get back to coaching and and couldn't rave about he couldn't rave enough about the team he has, the organization, um, and how much of a beast Derrick Henry really is. I mean, Animal. other than what you see about him, like just him off camera is still the beast that we see on camera. Um, so I see, I see they, I think they have a great chance. going to be tough to get by Buffalo at the end of the day. But, um, you know, Cincinnati, they're, they're playing good right now. I, I would say that we all know that uh, the weather is a big factor, especially for these yep. guys slinging the rock like he does, you know, get into December um, in the Midwest and these outdoor uh, weather uh, games. It can be tricky. So, You know, give him the first half of a season as a as a as a you know great job. But you know, if you can prove in December, then I'll believe it.
0: And as will I, my friend.
1: All right, Lonnie Paxton joining
0: us here on McChesney Unchained, episode 130, as we jump into the NFC. Uh, before we talk about the Thursday night game with Green Bay and Arizona, the Dallas New England game in New England went into overtime. How do you feel about the Cowboys? Like, do do you think that they're lucky? Do you think that they're good? are they just the cockiest bunch of sons of bitches on earth and have haven't won shit in 30 years? Like give, give me your opinion on that.
1: It's a little bit of both. I mean, those guys have always been that way and there's it's from the ownership top, you know, on down that every year he's going to tell everyone in the world that they got a chance and, you know, it's um, people believe him every year. Um, is this year or not? I don't know, but Dak um, and Zeke and the O-line and obviously that DB is playing great, you know. They got they got a good team around them. Um, again, you know, you've seen the Cowboys kind of do this sometimes up until those big Thanksgiving games. And and then you get into December and (laughs) maybe that first week in January, or I think it's second week this year in January. But, you know, that's when I'll believe it when they're in another uh, uh, NFC championship game and actually are one step away and having a chance.
0: So Arizona Green Bay play Thursday night. That's that's one hell of a football game for Thursday night football. Our boy Matt Prater, your boy Matty P is the Great. kicking out there yeah. in Arizona, doing a really good job for Kingsbury and those guys. Have you ever seen a player like Kyler Murray, though? I mean, you, just – I I look at him and I'm like, he shouldn't be any good at quarterback. And then he goes out there and makes people look just absolutely ridiculous. Give me your thoughts on Kyler Murray and and Arizona Green Bay Thursday night.
1: Um. Uh. Well, wow. I mean, I think Kyle. I mean, he's he's such a special player and talented, and um, you know those types of guys they, they can't see over the offensive line, can't right? Line, yeah. So they gotta the kind yeah. <laughs> of find their their lanes, and and he obviously creates space with his feet. Um, you know, I know Cliff has. You know, he kind of he came in. He was in New England with me for a little bit, and, and he was, was in the part he of this was kind the of he with was, me,
0: yeah.
1: Right, and he was. um, in in the Brady quarterback room. So he's taken a lot of these things that he's learned in the past from that, you know, just the way Tom does it. We go to the derby almost every year together and Cliff has been part of there and you can talk, hear them talking strategy. Ray will be in there trying to get the inside for the defense. Hey, you know <laughs> when you play me. Um, what'd you call what'd you call that slip screen game Yeah, Cliff? yeah. <laughs> yeah hold on. Hey, what is it? they're talking over here. What was that? Put down my put down my drink. <laughs> um so uh but I mean I wish him all the luck. I mean, he's he's such a phenomenal player. I thought I had seen it with with uh, Lamar. I thought I had seen it with with Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is probably better, but he doesn't move as well. And and it, you know, he can't get that extra step to not get hit. Obviously, <laughs> last year or two years ago, he did. But it Man. looks like I don't know. Maybe the toe is a little lingering factor. But he got crushed um, on
0: Sunday. He got like bent backwards. Neck got bent all back. And then they cleared him. They're like, yeah. yeah. I know it took five people and the training staff to get his get his ass off the field, but he's okay. Like, come yeah. on, dog. Like he, he's not, the game's over too. Why are you rushing him back on the field like that?
1: I know. I know. It was it, nuts. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of my weekends with the kids recently, so football. Just watching these games has been a little tricky. It's fun that they're into it now, but so when you're when you're talking about some of these games, I'm I'm seeing them. I'm seeing some of the highlights, but the flow of the game, um, I may have may may or may have. Miss may not have may have missed because of uh, random kids shit these days, bro. Yeah, before you got four of them now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, we went no. to two. We went to two Halloween parties on Sunday. Went to a fair Saturday. What do you, you know? All... What
0: did you dress up as Halloween for? uh,
1: uh A nine oh nine guy. This guy. <laughs> that
0: guy. <laughs> Love it, dude. <laughs> you yeah, know, my my kids went and got me a Fat Thor costume, which means they got me a wig. <laughs> <laughs> wig and a hammer <laughs> wig and a hammer and now i'm wearing a robe and i'm just walking around we're going to comic-con on saturday and they're like all excited and i'm like yeah man i get to hang out with my robe and my jellies and shit and look like the dude <laughs> the whole thor hammer it's gonna be awesome start signing well, autographs yeah no <laughs> shit all right lp uh lonnie everything you do out there in southern california thank you for all you do everyone check out the kind humans movement what is that KindHumansMovement.com.
1: movement.com no, just kindhumans.com. And kind you know, it's one of the many com. things I'm doing uh, these days. So, you know, there's, yeah, a film project, a couple other partners, a wine brand. Um, so it's, 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 it's pretty crazy, you know, going from a full-time gig with GoPro and traveling the world and only really being able to focus on that to now advising, consulting and have my hands in, in you know four or five different things to be able to be creative and mix and match. And, and uh, it's, it's, never knew it was a thing but now it is and it's, it's, and it's working bro and didn't you just yeah. get your sleeve finished too let me see that bad boy I um, that's why I'm that's why I got to cut off early because I'm Look going to get good, some of this stuff yeah I got the I got it the portraits I got two more inside Ooh, so uh, like I'll send it. you a couple photos but I'm going to uh yeah Franco Biscovi's up here in the Laguna Beach I'm going to him here in like an hour nice
0: man well go <laughs> enjoy your tat brother thank you so much for coming on the show today uh, and we will definitely talk again soon. The great Lonnie Paxton on episode one hundred and thirty, Chesley Unchained." LP, thank you, brother. Later.
1: Hey, man, I just want to say real quick, bro. Like, you have crushed it. And since I've I've known you for ten years, and this is it's so good to see you doing this and all the things you're doing outside of this. You know, helping these kids out. And I've seen the ride and the ups and downs of, of your life and your career. And, and uh, you've 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 pulled through and you're crushing it, man. So I'm proud of you. Thank you, LP. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. And that wraps up things here on episode
0: 130, McChesney Unchained. Remember to get down to the DNVR bar off Colfax. They've got a great docket of games from the Fs, the Nuggets, uh, to the World Series, to the Buffs and the Broncos. Are uh, the Buffs and the Rams on Saturday, and the Broncos on Sunday? Make sure you get down there off Colfax and support. I'm your host, Matt McChesney. Thank you to Adam uh, for all he does behind the glass. They're producing. Thank you to Lonnie Paxton for coming on. That is episode 130, McChesney Unchained. Is wrapped. Take it easy, folks.